The following podcast is an Embassy Row production. Hello! Hello! And welcome. I don't know why I said hello twice. I'm very thirsty today. Um, hello, and welcome back to the Melodramatic Teen Universe. Yes, the show that gives you all of the salacious takes that you never knew you needed on shows that came out truly multiple decades ago. Because... Why not? That's just what we want to talk about right now. So, of course, I am your host, Emily Duke. And today is one of my favorite days because today is a Buffy day. And truly, nothing gives me more joy than Buffy days. We will be talking specifically around Spike. So, obviously, spoilers are going to abound. Again, if you haven't watched Buffy yet, like, stop listening to podcasts. Like, just go watch Buffy now, probably for the rest of your life. So... To join me on that quest, I want to introduce our first guest, the incredible Dulce Sloan. Dulce, how are you doing? Hello, friends. I'm <laughs> here. I've been uh, napping, and I'm here to talk about Buffy. Were you having spike dreams? <laughs> I was not, um, thankfully for that. Um, oh, are you anti-spike? Is that what we're going to get right now? No, I love spike. I just don't want a fictional vampire in my dreams. I mean, um, that's fair. <laughs> I try to control what's happening. <laughs> uh, just really keeping it to people I can actually meet, things can actually happen. Fair, fair. Could be James Marsters in your dream. Yeah, but like James Marsters when he's not, like if you'd seen clips from him oh, yeah. like Comic-Con and stuff when he wasn't Spike, it was just like... Ugh. It's upsetting. The only <laughs> one that really converts is Giles. Anthony Storthead is always hot, so... Right, David Boreanaz is always hot. So it's yeah, like, David Boreanaz is hot to the extent, and I have said this on the podcast before, that I watched every season of Bones, which I think makes me mentally ill. So I did too, but it's like, this is also what you must remember about David Boreanaz. David Boreanaz has had the same haircut since 1997. Are we? I think that's great. I think that shows commitment. Because it's like it was Buffy, then it went Angel, then it's Bones. And then now it's this like SWAT team show or whatever. Yeah, this which I'm very t- curious about. <laughs> I saw the thing for it on the side of a bus and I was like, mm, canceled. It's getting canceled. <laughs> I have a very good radar for shows that are going to get canceled. I am right 100% of the time. What's the last one you called? Astronomy Club um, on mm. Netflix because it was so funny. It was really good. It was really good. And I was like, this show is great. It's going to get canceled. Oh, well, that's a bummer one. The SWAT team one, I'll care less about. I could care less, but it's like SEAL Team 6 or some shit where he's a soldier. I do, like, always want David Boreanaz to have a job. Like, oh, the man has been working since I was in the eighth grade. Um, And I am 37 (laughs) years old. I always wanted to have a job. I, too, watched a lot of Bones, even though I found her character annoying. Yeah. But I also got to a certain point with Bones where I was just like, this is too graphic. Well, hold on. Let me introduce our next guest in okay. case he has Bones thoughts. Because, you know, mm. legally you can't talk until I say your name. The incredible oh. other guest that I have who I'm so excited to join us, the incomparable Mike Kaplan. Mike. Thank you so much. Uh, there's so many people who are incomparable more than me, so you can't even <laughs> compare how incomparable I am. I'm glad you brought me in because I do have at least one Bones thought that I was like, oh boy, get me in, get me in, throw me a Bones, you know? And uh, sincerely, 
Oh, I, I don't even know what you mean. I'm just talking the way that I, I, uh, the point is, I sincerely, I watched some seasons of Bones, but I stopped. And my hope is that, so if you've watched the whole thing, I really hope that at the end, we find out that all of the murders were committed by Angel. And that's who David Boreanaz <sighs> is playing the whole time. That would have been, if he was a vampire. That's fine. Who committed all those crimes. That, that is the been- fan fiction, but that's not really, well, I guess it is his style. He was all like mental manipulation. Because oh, there's yeah. the serial killer on Bones. Still say, do you remember the like really scary serial killer? There were two serial killers, weren't there? I'm remembering the one where it turns out to be, I think his name was Hyde. Well, there was one of the guys in the show actually ended up helping a serial killer. Yeah, uh, that's the then, serial killer I'm thinking about. And then there's the woman. And then there's the woman who was the one that, one that trapped him in the car. That like fucked me up for a while. That got like really emotionally grout. Like I was like, I mentally am not able to comprehend this i just went hmm this is an episode in the middle of a season and there's still more seasons so they don't die yeah that's fair but i would just be like upset about the emotional trauma okay mike if you didn't catch this the serial killer like locks them in a car and then buries it like hundreds of feet below the surface right it's only like six or eight feet of sand so that's why when they do this David thing... David Boreanaz like, could totally get through 68 feet of sand. I mean, apparently sand's very heavy. Uh, <laughs> this is my question. How did someone not see you digging a hole big enough to put a Chevy SUV in it? Uh, was he a white person? I think that could be it. Like, nobody really asks us that's, questions. Yeah, um, but also it's like... Yeah. And, and there were also, like, because the show's set in D.C., so I think there was somewhere in Virginia... I mean, the way that they find them is very crazy because it's just like, oh, there's a very specific mineral in the soil that's only in this small part of Virginia. And it's like, all right. Thank goodness. Thank Thank God soil minerals exist to help us in these troubled times. All right. Let's talk teens. Back when David Boreanaz was a teen, he was never a teen on the show. He was literally hundreds of years old. He was always a grown-ass man. <laughs> he was fully dating a 15-year-old at like 120. So cool, cool, cool. Great for Angel. Um, at least Spike dated Buffy when it was age-appropriate, kind of. Like, at least she was legal. She was over 18 when they started to date, yes. So that excites me. <laughs> I think TV has decided that since the age of consent in most places is 16, even though you're still not technically an adult, you still reach the age of consent. So we will watch you have sex with other teenagers. I've always thought that teenagers having sex on TV was weird. Yeah. Mike? <laughs> yeah, just also, uh, the first teen show that I really got into was like Beverly Hills 90210. I forget how old I was, but I was, you know, a teenager-ish as well. Yeah. And I was like, these people are old. They are yes. adults. Well, also they cast like grown-ass people in these roles for the most part. It's like it is in, you know, there's incest porn that if you're watching it (laughs) and they're not your relatives, like you don't have the fullest, like it's one of the most popular porn genres when people watch people who are not related pretend to be related. It's like there's such plausible deniability. Like if you were really into incest, I don't think that would do it for you. So similarly- I get targeted for a lot of stepmother porn, which Mm. I'm always like very anxious because I'm always looking for like, older women like i don't want like barely legal like blah 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 so i get targeted pretty heavily for like stepmother porn but i don't think i've gotten targeted for like true like i feel like there's always a moment up top where they're like 
I'm your stepmom. <laughs> and I'm like, cool, thanks for bringing that to my attention. Yeah, we're both actors, but I'm also not even pretending to be related to you. <laughs> and so I feel like similarly on these teen shows, like, you know, we're watching them and we're like, it, for a person to be like, look at these teens, it would take some real suspense of uh, disbelief. Very true. All right, I need to ask you the number one question of the MTU, which is which teen character do you identify with either today in general, just so that like we as listeners know how to understand where you're coming from and what your POV is. So I think, you know, we're talking about Buffy and so that's the, and it's been one of my favorite shows and it was my very favorite show for the longest time. So in, it's possible there are other characters I've related to over the years, but with this focus, perhaps skewing my viewpoint, I would say Willow. Interesting. What about like which Willow? Uh, yeah, Witch Willow, mm. exactly. Uh, <laughs> pretty fun. Okay. Uh, I'm a, okay, so one of the things that's great about, you know, that show and many, you know, all I'd say a lot of good shows is that the characters grow and change so they're not just, you know, locked into who they are when we first see them. And I think similarly, like when I, like I was- I like you said a lot of good shows. Tell me a good show with completely stagnant care. Oh, Arrested Development. Okay, continue. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Essentially, like there's so much slower growth. Uh, but yeah, for the most part, if a show is on for a while, people change, I guess. But I feel like Homer beats his kids less. Yeah, lately. that seems fair. And and but like like and Law Hank and Order, elapsed, you know, so that's good. The characters hardly change on Law and, on any Law and Order. I'm not saying that those are great television, but there's you know any procedural, very rare for things to switch. Although it up. you could argue Buffy is a procedural. I guess, I guess you could, though... More in the early seasons, obviously. So, yeah. So, I guess, I mean, Willow in the early seasons, you know, being like a, you know, computer dork and just like... Oh, lest we forget the demon in the computer that Willow unleashes. Oh, sure, sure. That's, yeah. Oh, I, mean, we I forgot are, about that. Who doesn't make <laughs> mistakes like that? Um <laughs> And then I guess, you know, eventually she is uh, into girls and I also am into girls. And uh, so there's, uh, she was a dork. It's a bit different. Who but... was into girls. And so that's exactly the same. You had a similar reckoning with it. I felt of of those characters, you know, that, that was sort of like a stereotype of who she was that matched up with a stereotype of who I was at a time. You know, she discovers magic. I discover comedy. You know, she yeah. becomes more herself, like as is hopefully, you know, and then makes Except mistakes. when she yeah. like plays a guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, that's not my, not my, fa- I don't, I don't think I have anything like that specifically, but uh, I do, <laughs> I do know that guy, the actor, uh, Adam Bush, who uh, I who met. Who played at- Warren? Uh, yes. He's yeah. married to Tara in real life, right? Or was married? They were together at a point, I believe, but that is not that is no longer a point that is so. Uh-huh. He is with another person now, for sure. How well do you know him? We've uh we've zoomed during the pandemic and oh, we, wow. we he, he lives in L- he lives in LA. He's he's a friend. We met in LA when I recognized him in a vegan restaurant and I was like, "Wow. <laughs> I, I I am a vegan. I don't he is uh, not, but he was in a vegan restaurant. So I'm like, ooh. Uh, and he I'm like, plays with veganism. Yeah, yeah. He's vegan curious. Uh, and uh, and he's he's friends with a lot of comedians and he's into comedy. And so we got to be friends. And now whenever whenever I go to LA, which is a thing that I, that I used to go places. Uh, yeah. But uh, do you guys remember? Yeah. Like, but yeah, I, he's a guy who I'd be like, hey, I'm coming to this town. And uh, if we were free and there, we would. But you wouldn't like stay with him. I have not stayed with him. That's right. Okay. So that's the next step. Hopefully you'll hear the podcast and invite you to stay. 
That sounds great. That's the goal. This is all just a long con to get a place to stay in LA. I hope so. Um, all right, Dulce, who are you feeling like? I don't know. I guess <laughs> I always like because but the thing is I never saw myself on TV growing up. Like, yeah. I never saw anybody like there was like the girl from Saved by the Bell, the new class who ended up He's like Bianca something who ended up playing that. Uh, Bianca Lawson. Yes, Bianca Lawson. She's exactly in who I was literally everything. She's on Dawson. She's on Buffy. She's on right. Pretty Little Liars now. Like, and she one has not aged, which is why people uh, hate us. Two, <laughs> we have to acknowledge the horrific Jamaican accent she had on Buffy. It was bad as Kendra. It was unexcusable. But also, she's not from Jamaica. I don't like, think Kendra, so. I don't think they say explicitly where she's from, but I think that she's. It's just an anonymous in Africa. I think they say. Well, I was like, I, yeah, she's supposed to be from Africa, but then she has like this nondescript Caribbean accent, and it's like, <laughs> what is happening? And it's just very yeah. confusing with the details. Her hair was always laid though. Um, oh my god! But I never. I mean, I never saw any girls that looked like me. I saw very few yeah. black girls. Yeah. So I think I just watched TV as of this is just something that I just consume as yeah. opposed to this yeah, is yeah, something yeah. that I'm included in. Yeah. If you that know, makes sense. That makes complete sense. Because I thought about like Lisa Turtle from Saved by the Bell and I was like, no. Because for the most part, she was just a little bit vain. Yeah. I mean, that was like, also she had like a full-blown stalker. So that's not great. Oh, on the show, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Screech is creepy. The Screech Lisa thing is creepy. Yeah, and then, like, in the very last season of the show, she dates Zach, but it's almost like even the show doesn't really talk about that she's dating Zach. And I'm like, what was this even for? Oh, I, like, truly don't remember that. Was that Yeah, college? it was, it was, mm-mm. It was, like, their senior year. It was literally like close to the final episode. Um, I think Zach had wrecked another car, and they were trying to get somebody to fix Cars it. Cars are endless. Endless. And so it was, or Lisa's car, Lisa got in a wreck, I think. And Zach had pulled so they up again. So I don't know. But it was, I remember the episode where it was just like they reveal that they're dating, but it's just like, it's very brief. Like they're just holding hands for two seconds and she's gazing at him and he's gazing at her. And I think the next episode, it's like, it's not even happening anymore. She's back with, back with Kelly. Right. Just so he's like, it's, it's over. And I was like, okay. Yeah, Lisa, I felt like was generally pretty one dimensional, but like, cool, that's good to know. I didn't know that. And like, I'm interested in watching that episode. Like, yeah, originally they said it was, I saw something originally, it was supposed to be a Jewish girl. Oh. The character was supposed to be a Jewish girl. And then they looked at the cast and they were like, oh shit, you don't have any black people. Which, like, to be fair, most people in like the late 80s, when did they buy the bell start? Early 90s? We're not late 80s or thinking yeah, late 80s. we're not thinking about that. Like, let's talk about every Mm-mm. single one of these teen dramas that has all white casts until they introduce like a black romantic interest for four to six episodes of right. the main character who goes away. Like that's like all of these shows are completely lacking in diversity, except for Bianca Lawson. Right. Because at some point, I would say, like, you know, Joey from Dawson's Creek. And then she got to the point where she just got so whiny. Do you feel like Joey, like, and I feel like you and Joey are very dissimilar. Um, I also be- say that with great adoration for you because I hate Joey Thank Potter you. more than I hate almost anyone. Like, from the beginning, it was she was very smart and she was very independent. And then... Was she independent though? Her whole thing is that she like was defined by being Dawson's property until like she starts dating Pacey. 
Okay, I think I liked her, like, pay because it was like, but that's what I'm saying. It's like at the very beginning, it was, I speak my mind, and I'm this, and I'm that, and, you know, we're friends, and it doesn't matter. And then all of a sudden, when you find out she has a crush on him, it's... Which you find out in the pilot, because she, like, yells at Jen. She, like, asks Jen if her hair is out of a bottle. Right. Like, the meanest thing you can say in Cape Side. (laughs) I mean, it's, are you a bottle blonde? But at the time, it was, everyone was a bottle blonde. Isn't everybody, like, do people have naturally fully blonde hair as, like, adults? Listen, I learned the con job that people started when I learned the term strawberry blonde. And I was like, that's just the redhead. It's just the redhead. I'm not playing this game with you people. Dirty blonde is just a brunette. Stop it. The best is Adele refers to her hair as ginger biscuit, which... Which means she knows she's a redhead. <laughs> I am a black blonde. <laughs> <laughs> I guess like I, I like I like the characters on all that, but they were like kid actors. Yeah. So was that, I like, like is there a particular like like I remember the chick in the bathtub who I really liked. Oh, um, ah, what's her fuck, I just had it. And then Keenan in a with a French accent. That's like most of what I remember. From and he's also time. in a bathtub. Uh oh yeah. And he's always covered in chocolate. And he's got uh like flippers, like scuba yeah, flippers. He's got the flippers and the raincoat. So yeah, long story short is I guess I like, I identified with her more, like the kids on all that. Also, that girl still looks exactly the same. Yeah, I saw a picture. It's her and then Mara Wilson, who is Matilda, have like, are just the same people. Mm, That's so wild. But yes, (laughs) I was very much, I can say when it comes to, when it comes to Team Angel or Team, Team Spike, I can say I... Always loved Spike, but then I always loved Angels. But I can tell you, when Angel lost his soul, I hated him. Oh, that's like truly, in my eyes, the hottest Angel. I think that's like the hottest character in media is like the one that's going to go on to torture people in bones. When he became Angelus again, he was terrorizing Buffy. Oh, yeah. He was like a mental terrorist. He also like very like intensely murdered Giles' girlfriend. Yeah, what it's like they're in the library. No, he just snaps her neck, doesn't he? Or is that what he does? But then to... he like lays her in Giles's bed with like a note being like, come upstairs, like covered in rose petals. And then, yeah, that's incredibly awful. But like, <laughs> which is why you can always see why he was this tortured soul because it's like there's this thing, because it's like the soul and this demon were having constant battles inside him. A little confused with the absence of a soul, how people, how p- vampires have like different personalities. I mean, the soul comes from you were alive. And so the soul yeah. attached, is attached to the living. Yeah. So when you die, your soul goes wherever it goes. But then the body is and then inhabited by a demon, which is the vampire. And that's what keeps the body animated. That's why you have to drink blood to keep the body going. There seems to be, like, some kind of similarities between the people as people. Okay, so let's talk about Spike. So Spike, we know before Spike was sired by Drusilla, Mm -hmm. he was, like, a shitty poet. That's, like, all we know about him is that he was, like, a shitty poet in England. Mm -hmm. He was called William the Bloody as a shitty poet because of his, quote, bloody, terrible poetry, which is, like, they were really reaching with that. Truly. Like, truly, truly, they were like, how do we bring William the Bloody into, like, this shitty, like, character from the past? We want to make him sad, but it was just like, oh, yeah, it's William the Bloody because it's so awful. I'm like, you've written so many series. You could have given us way better than this. (laughs) It's also, we see with Spike, okay, Spike's whole trajectory. So he starts off as this, like, 
little pussy boy in England, whatever. And then he's basically what I'll call for lack of a better word, bad spike, where he's like running about town. He's with Drusilla, who recently was tortured in Prague because like at the end of the day, they are vampires. So like some of them sometimes get tortured in Prague. Mm-hmm. Um, and him and Drew like come to town to like feed off the hellmouth energy. And he like does a bunch of dope shit in that period. Like that's like season one, two. He helps Buffy defeat Bad Angel. Mm-hmm. He kills the anointed one. That was the kid, right? Yeah, he kills the kid, which, like, I'm into. I mean, do you guys have any key memories from, like, Spike in that era? Well, because that was always, like, a one kind of thing with, like, vampires. It's like, you never turn a child or a baby. Was the anointed one a vampire, though? I thought he was just, like, anointed. I thought he was a vampire, but I I thought he was. I think he was a vampire. Oh, fuck. And Because I remember he was, like, the master's little pet. I couldn't remember what made him such a big deal. Was it that he was born a vampire? You can't be mm. born a vampire. That's why vampires can't have okay, kids. Okay, you can be born a vampire in a way because Darla and Angel have a baby on Angel. I don't but know he's if you watched Angel. The baby's not a vampire. The baby's not a vampire, but like the he has like magical qualities. That's true. He could have anointed one qualities. Anointed one could have been born to vampires. I was going to say, I, I don't have, like, I started loving Spike the most probably season four when he got the, the chip put in him by... Yeah. The initiative. <laughs> I, I wrote I will, this out yeah. as bad spike, chip spike, good spike, soul sure. spike. I felt so bad for him when he got that chip. So anybody at home that hasn't seen Buffy, basically, Spike is like this bad boy, whatever, but he's super in love with this Drusilla character who, like, honestly is hilarious. And I'm, like, very into Drew as a character. Like, did you guys like Drew? I feel like I'm in the minority I love here. Drusilla. Her okay. nails always. She killed someone one time just with her nails. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she slit a throat with a nail. I love it. I'm just a big fan of that. Yeah, that was truly incredible. But yeah, he like helps Buffy defeat Angel because he's super jealous of Angel because Angel's trying to fuck his girlfriend, which is why, again, when we see the human spike, it's all like, oh, it's all related. Like him wanting Drew to be his partner is like related to his trauma from being a human. I was like, this is not gelling with my... I get very confused when they start talking about them as they were humans, but I'm like, okay, but... How does that convert to vampire reality and personality? I think it shows how, because, I mean, Spike was basically bullied as a person. Yeah. So him being, like, showing how strong he is and how ruthless he is, and him going back and killing those people. And two Slayers, which I will say my favorite fight scene in all of Buffy is Spike and the Slayer on the subway. Oh, yeah. Oh, with the black girl? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was a great thing. Incredible. But Drusilla's just crazy because she got tortured and she snapped. Fine, got it. Spike, you can tell the entire time he has the emotional depth that Angel has. But he didn't stick up for himself. He didn't say anything. He just allowed these people to torture him. And he just wanted real friendship from them. So when he, so Drusilla felt bad for him, sires him, changes him. And then he goes back and murders those people. Yeah. Which we can all understand but when it goes back to Drusilla an angel shows up because then he goes he writing poetry for a girl and she yes, rejected Cecily. him Cecily who's played by the same actress who plays the Anya's vengeance demon friend hmm. which I always I, thought was weird but I was like cool good for you get that money like get the money <laughs> so like yeah I think it plays back to I think having that flashback of him being rejected and then how he acts even as a vampire because like no matter how strong he is 
he still can't get the person he wants to love to love him. Can I tell you guys uh, two things? One, I agree that it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't make literal, like, physiological sense that you could have the memories. doesn't make physiological sense. Yeah, having the memories of a living person, but not being the same person as them, like that, the idea that, you know, the soul is missing, but you still have all of the same brain chemistry other than, like, love is switched to, like, you know, Angel tortured Buffy because when he had a soul, he loved Buffy so that like was a mirror image they're like oh that's why he's obsessed with hurting her because Spike was also yeah. obsessed with Buffy early on sure sure as Spike True. goes on his trajectory like Spike I mean it's kind of explained in the beginning as just like he's obsessed with slayers but like Spike definitely has like an unwieldy infatuation with Buffy pretty early and Drusilla is the one who when he has the chip in is like you love like Drusilla is the one that explains to him that he loves Buffy and that's right. before he's got a soul Like, this is what's interesting about Chip Spike, which, like, Mike, I know you want to talk extensively about Chip Spike, but, like, he becomes a good guy basically because he's forced into the initiative, put a chip in his brain so that he can't hurt humans. And then he starts, he basically joins the Scooby gang because he can fight demons and he just needs to, like, get out his violence and aggression. And then... He gets really good, and then he does some really fucking awful shit. Like, I think truly, like, the worst shit he does is after the chip. Like, he tries to rape Buffy. He, like, it's, like, really fucking bad shit once he's, quote-unquote, good, which is interesting. But, yeah, Mike, go off about chips, Mike. (laughs) Oh, sure, sure. I mean, I do want to also add, and maybe this would be good for the end of the discussion, but at the end of Angel... Uh, the very final episode of Angel where they're that he's on the team and he's a good guy and they're yeah. all about to like the next day or that night go off to fight like the Armageddon that's coming, the apocalypse of the day of the year of the end of the show. And they're like, you have one night, everyone, everyone take the night to do whatever you can do, you know, say goodbye to your loved ones, like go have a drink at your favorite bar. And we see Spike reading the same poem that everybody left at him for making the the poem that led to his like you know the trauma that led him to kill those people that he could yeah. never be loved again or, he was or sired the- because of a poem i just yeah. think that's like ultimately like he got sired because he wrote a poem which like good for you and so in the very that's my favorite part of the last episode of angel is where we see him reading that same poem and then it like zooms out and it, it shows him at a poetry reading or a poetry slam i and don't remember this everyone in the audience like cheers and it's like redemptive that they love his poem that has the word effulgent in it when nobody else did <laughs> So, like, Spike really just wants people to like his poetry. Like, he's just, that's his whole thing. Yeah, he's he's now, like, my duty is to be a hero. I understand. And by that a I'm, hero, I mean a poet. Uh, no, no, that's, he's like, it's my, I have to save everyone. That's my mission. That's my job. But, like, my, my passion is poetry. He's like, when I have an off day, even, you know, like, right in between the apocalypses, like, then I'm, I'm working on just that one poem, apparently. Yeah. Do we think that vampires? Spike when he was bad pre-chip Spike was he writing poems like death destruction poems I think he was but uh 
to the question of Chip Spike, like it's one of my favorite moments in the show and maybe in TV of all time. The episode where he he knows that he can't hurt anyone, so he stopped trying because it hurts him in his yeah. brain. The uh, the chip, it's like you know an electric dog collar or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it hurts him, and he he's with the gang while they're fighting a bunch of demons and he sees someone about to go hurt Buffy, maybe kill Buffy, I believe. And then he's like, I don't care that it's going to hurt me because he he doesn't admit that he cares about her, but he does. And so he goes and it punches or like does something, attacks the demon that's about to be hurting or killing Buffy. And he's ready. He goes to like hold his head, like, you know, when you hit your head and you're like, ow, but then you're like, wait, it didn't hurt. He's yeah. like, ah. And it, then he realizes he's like, wait, I can hurt a demon. And then just like seeing that realization on his face, just that capturing of that moment, he's like, I can hurt a demon. And then at the end of that, sh then he just hurts a bunch of demons and helps them win. And then at the end of the episode, they're all done and at home. And he's like, come on, aren't, there's got to be more evil out there to fight more demons, <laughs> you know, for America and puppies and Christmas. And it's like, <laughs> It was, I, it's, it's great. just so funny. The trajectory of Chip Spike is great. I will say the like, falling in love with Buffy, I think it happened a little quickly for me. I mean, maybe it didn't, but I just feel like. But weren't they already hooking up before they fell in love? He was in love with her. Because remember the first time that we see them hook up, it's in his dream. Yeah. And the second uh -huh. time we see them hook up, he actually is fucking the Buffy bot. <laughs> which like, not great. Oh, I forgot about the Buffy bot. Yeah, he like fully, he it. makes Warren create him a Buffy sex robot. That's really something. Yeah, so like, that's not so great. Wait, so when they're in that cemetery and they're hooking up, that didn't actually happen? Might have just been later, yeah. The first real kiss is she pretends to be the Buffy bot and comes and kisses him. Which I thought was so strange. I was like, so just weird. kill him. <laughs> Yeah, that was very confusing to me on multiple. That was after he got beaten by Glory, I want to say, to protect yeah, Dawn. Glory was wild. Glory also, was dope. I love Glory as an entire season arc. Oh, no, that whole concept was wild. And then T Dawn showing up, it was just like, I can't tell you, the creepiest episode was when after their mom dies. Oh, yeah. Uh oh, and the body, the body, you think the mom's coming back, like, up the stairs or something. Oh, yeah, when Dawn tries to bring her back with Spike's help at the magic box. Right, and it's just like, and then eventually you hear someone coming, you see an outline, and then I don't know what happens, but when they open the door, she's they not there. They smash the bottle. They smash yeah. the potion. It oh, yeah, they smash yeah. the potion. And I was just like, oh, thank God, which goes back to, so the show ends on the WB, goes to the CW, and they bring Buffy back. And the yeah. thing that I always talk about when I talk about this show, the thing that I always remember, like when she comes back, the Scoobies can't figure out, like, why is Buffy so mad at us? Why is she so upset? I don't understand this. And she just goes, you brought me back, but you didn't dig me up. Yeah. Well, she's got, like, the bloody hands when Spike first sees her and is like, yeah. Like, Dawn's like, I don't know what happened to her hands. And it's like, you dumb bit. Like, what? Like, what? I hate Dawn. I remembered that I, I had to say when I was like a high school, it was like 20 years ago. I've mentioned that scene to someone in like the past, at least in the past, like a couple of months. But it was just interesting because it was just like, you brought me back, but you didn't dig me up. And I was like, why wasn't that the first thing you did? Truly, like moronic. I think they thought it didn't work. <laughs> 
I think was like their narrative, but it's like, maybe just don't even try the spell until you dig her up. What well, did Willow try to bring Tara back and they had to convince her not to? And that's when she snaps. Yes. Although Tara's character was cool sometimes. Tara's character was kind of annoying. Because I missed a lot of when Spike was on Angel. Because Angel, like with Wolfram and Hart, Angel really got to the point where it was so about witchcraft and the occult that I was just yeah. like, I'm, I can't have this on in like, my house. I have seen Angel all the way through precisely once, which is when it was actually on television. I have not re I'll rewatch certain episodes that are crossover episodes when I do a rewatch of Buffy. So like I will watch in order of airing any crossovers. Mm -hmm. So like when Faith gets there, like whatever. But other than that, oh, I like have Faith. not rewatched Angel in a very long time. It, I mean, it's just not as good. Mike, do you savagely disagree? You look upset. Oh, no, I'm just, <laughs> I'm thinking about a lot of stuff. <laughs> I own DVDs of Buffy and Angel. Do you own a DVD player? I mean, now I can like attach one to my computer. I'm saying I did, I did own... Uh, the full series of Buffy and Angel. So I definitely did watch them both multiple times. Like when I, I got married uh, it, like 15, 16 years ago, and one of the seasons, uh, I think season six of Buffy was on our wedding registry because it was just coming out around then. I was I was serious. And yeah. Uh, wow. Uh, but yeah, I did. And wasn't it all worth it just for once more with feeling? For the sure. best episode I mean, of season six, lest we ever forget. That's also when we get Spike singing Let Me Rest in Peace, which was, I believe, the moment where I was like, oh, Spike's hot. When Spike has his Billy Idol moment, like, he can really, he does a great job. Spike was always, like, hot, but, like, Spike was, I think, when it comes to, like, how well a character is written, Spike always gave you those moments where you're just like, oh, I love him. I feel so bad for him. And those other moments, like, man, fuck Spike. I can't believe he did this, but Spike. That's how you think of a fully fleshed out character. So okay, like, but he also like truly attempts to rape Buffy, which like was not a good, like they shouldn't have done that. I'll which say. I also thought was confusing because I was like, what does this do for her? What does this do for him? What does this do for the show? Well, it causes him to go out and seek a soul. It's the impetus for, like, it's this horrible thing he did. And so now he's going to go through the demon trials and try and get a soul. Did he have the chip removed before he tried this? So the chip doesn't work on Buffy after she dies. So that's when they actually start fucking. When she comes back from the dead, Spike tells her, quote unquote, you came back wrong. Which was, like, truly, like, the most hurtful thing. Like, I get so emotional even thinking about it. That's, like, the meanest thing I can possibly imagine. Well, because when she came back, did she have a soul? Or was her body just back? I mean, she acted like she she acted traumatized and like her friends ripped her out of heaven. But like she wasn't like a vampire. She wasn't like evil. You know, the thing that always bugged me about that was just like, I refuse to believe that somebody's saying a couple words out of book that people wrote and throwing some things together is going to pull somebody out of heaven. The <laughs> fuck are you talking about? <laughs> that made no sense. I'm like, you brought this bitch's body back. We animated her brain, fine, whatever. Maybe synapses are firing. I don't know. But because they were like, well, maybe she went to hell because it was, you know, because she was so angry. Yeah, she, she, was, she like, was sucked into a hell dimension. Right. Cause she had to like jump down into this and she fell for an entire episode. Oh my God. When Spike sees her body, though, really a bummer. And 
if I may, on no authority, offer something that I think you they did You have some authority. Say. You, I, you oh, got it. Of the authority of you're having a, watched the you're show. You're straight white, okay. dude. You can say literally uh, anything. Thank you so much. With no more information than anyone else, uh, I will say that they did speak of hell dimensions, plural, and then heaven dimensions, plural. So not like, not the Christian heaven that's like definitely when you, you know, if you do all the right things or if you are, yeah. you know, as pure as you need to be, whatever it is to get to this one place. But it was like, that was the way that I interpreted when they, her, she died and then her consciousness went to some heaven dimension, like some hell dimension, that there are all these different dimensions that exist, which also brings up this idea of uh, when you don't have a soul, you're a, you're a demon or you're a vampire. You don't have a soul, so that's why you hurt people. But then they, on Angel and also on Buffy, they start bringing in all these other demons that don't, like Lorne is a demon that doesn't, so if it's a demon and he doesn't have a soul, do some demons have souls? But he's well, a nice guy. There's, Anya. there's yeah, they're, 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 they eventually, it's like a, like not a slippery slope, but it's a, a spectrum. It becomes a sliding scale. It doesn't it becomes, stick to yeah. the same, like season one, Angel has a soul and he's good. And then he doesn't have a soul and he's bad. Like it's very yeah, black and soul, white. The soul non-binary. Yeah. So we need to talk about Spike and Buffy the first time they fuck and they literally fuck a house to the ground. Like that's a true, like they, do, do you remember this episode? They fuck a house to the ground. What house were they in that was that shabby? Like some dilapidated mansion that they... Mike, do you remember why they ended up there? I don't specifically, I'm sorry to say. But you remember that they fucked the house down. Oh, sure. <laughs> I remember when Buffy and her, she had her college boyfriend. Right. Where he becomes like some um, military machine or some shit. And I know somebody had cast a spell and they're just in this room and there's all these vines and shit growing. And oh, it's yeah. like, the whatever demon it is is like living off of the energy of them having sex with this her. episode literally comes up in like almost every Buffy podcast because it's so horrifying because the demon storyline is that there are a bunch of ghost children that were judged for their sex drives and they're the ones doing this that's what that's about ghost, like 11 year olds who are like horny wow I think my brain blocked that out I truly do. I think my brain was <laughs> Your like, brain's nah, like doing good things for you. Like separate the consciousness. Separate the 11 year old horny ghosts. No, no, I'm not here for this campaign. You, you <laughs> folks is wild. Nah, <laughs> fuck what you heard. We ain't doing that. I mean, here's the thing. Who do we think between Spike and Angel, like whose love for Buffy do we think is realer? That's the question. Because Spike. really? Mm-hmm. Because he has it when he doesn't have a soul. And you already made the point that uh, Angel liked Buffy when she was a teenager, and Spike really only acted on it when she was an adult, which is uh, technically speaking more respectful. Yeah, they still have like an 100 year age difference, but also Spike is considerably younger than Angel. Angel is Spike's grandsire. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> true. I think Spike loved her more. Well, this is the thing Spike had to prove himself to her way more than Angel ever did. She saw Angel and she was like, I'm in love. I gotta keep this a secret. Well, also, yeah, she's 15 and an idiot. And also, mm-hmm. David Boreanaz, like, okay. Do you think that Angel ever really loved Drusilla? Or was it just, she was just property? Oh, no. She was firmly just property. Because he was obsessed with her. He met her when he was a vampire and she was a human. And he, like, killed everybody in her family. And she ended up, like, going to a convent. And then he tortured her and killed her. And then, like, 
Yeah, I mean, he definitely just thought of her as a sexual conquest and a way to piss off Spike, it seems. Like, their petty jealousy with each other is truly, like, some of my favorite scenes on television they when they get together. really petty with each other. Oh, yeah. my God, that's I don't the ever dream. remember Angel's, how he got sired. I, Darla is a sire, I believe. Yeah. But I don't know. I Wait, think Darla's- he was going to die. I think he was, like, dying of blood. I think it was, like, a, like, Edward Cullen situation or, Yeah. Because they give you way more Spike and Drusilla's backstory than they ever give you of Angel. I think they go more into it on Angel. Okay. Yeah, so what do you remember, Mike? It is hazy for me, but uh, I'm I'm doing some quick Googling right now if you guys want to keep talking. <laughs> Hop on the gig. A strong Google. Okay, so you think Spike's love for Buffy is real, or do we think that Buffy ever actually loved Spike? No. Or do you think she was just punishing herself, as like the show kind of says? I think she was just punishing herself. I think she never really loved Spike. Also, I think she, I think she started messing with Spike because, you know, because when he tells her she came back wrong, she knows she came back wrong. Yeah. Like she knows something is up. She also knows I shouldn't be back. She also knows that I was in heaven. You fucker snatched me out of heaven because you felt bad. And that made me dig out, dig my way out of a coffin. (laughs) Right. And so it was, you did, because she kind of says, you didn't do this for me, you did this for y'all. Yeah. So I think that she starts messing with Spike because it's like, this is the only person who can really understand the weird anomaly that she is. Yeah, yeah. Well, she also starts talking to him pretty early. Like, before they start fucking, he's the only person that she's willing to talk to because also he, like wasn't responsible for this. And also, I guess for the, you know, 148 days that she was dead, he was like caretaking for Dawn, which like is cute, I guess. Cause Dawn's a person in a way. I don't know. Are we like pro Dawn here? I don't want to insult Dawn anybody. Dawn worked my nerves. I figured it was okay. like, like, she's the key. She is the key. And I'm just like, okay, but the de- the thing that we needed the key for is gone. When is she going to disappear again? But I guess they gave Buffy the key because her mom died so she wouldn't have no family. But, like, she has the Scoobies and she has Giles. Like, I feel like that works. I feel like found family, like, has a dynamic there. And Dawn's just fucking annoying. But also, like, Dawn Buffy and Buffy end the show together. They, like, are off in Rome or, like, Ibiza or something. Hey, do, do you guys read the uh, Buffy comics that continue the story after the se- the seventh season? No, I've never seen it. I have read comments. about them, which is a really annoying way of saying, like, I know what happens, but I haven't actually read them. <laughs> I haven't read all of them, but I read for a couple, like, I think seasons worth afterwards. And uh, there's, like, it's certainly not the same as watching the show, but it is cool to, you know, see what happens to the characters in at least one rendering of it. There's one one really cool thing that I don't know if for if you watched Angel, there's like an episode of Angel where Buffy is dating somebody called the Immortal, and like Angel and Spike are like, hey, we don't want her dating that guy. That guy's <laughs> like, guy. yeah, and but and it's like weird. Why is Buffy dating this like you know somehow you know this other vampire asshole? They're like, he, we're the vampire assholes that she's that she's supposed to be <laughs> Two dating. Two is plenty. Not, Two is not plenty. That one. But, I think I remember that episode, and I was also like. Why the fuck does she keep dating vampires? What is, you're supposed to be killing them. I, I'll offer you one 
a satisfying answer that the comics provided was that after the series ended and then when the comics began, uh, you know, with, with the end of the season, end of the last season, there's all these slayers now. And so they form yeah. like an organization around the world. And Buffy uh, has like body doubles that uh, because she is, I think, maybe wanted by various law enforcement. So nobody ever knows exactly where she is or which one she really is. So uh, in the comics, Is it just they, Buffy bots? They, it's not bots. It's real. It's just people. I think that are you know like lookalikes. So they have Buffy lookalikes, and it's one of them. That That's was a dating. dangerous job. Yep. Like just being a Buffy lookalike. Oh yeah. Well, you look like Sarah Michelle Gellar. You have no super strength. A bunch of people want to kill you. Unless have it fun. was, unless it was only other Slayers that looked like her that were uh, on the team, and you know made the made the calculated risk. They're like, this is for the greater good. Anyway, so one of them dated the immortal, and it wasn't quote unquote our Buffy. Oh, okay. Okay, that's a fun, goofy-ass way to explain that. Yeah, that makes me feel better. (laughs) I also have to say, every time you say, like, well, the comics said, I imagine, like, a panel of comedians Uh, being like, this is what we think should happen. (laughs) At Comic-Con, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Who is it? Who are the humans that find out that Spike has a chip and they start fucking with him? Or am I thinking about something wrong? Don't the three of them find out that he has a chip? maybe but there's the whole like he lives with xander for a while and he lives with giles and like it's generally just like hilarity ensues and like our odd couple moments with spike like check yeah, like xander has these points where he's just like quit being mopey and get out of my house spike also lest we forget sleeps with anya the night of her wedding after xander leaves her at the altar which like no fault to anya here but spike come on if you're in love with buffy don't sleep with anya anya also annoyed the fuck out of me oh i really oh, I like anya, anya. is one of my anya. favorites yeah. <laughs> uh, wait what about anya annoyed you her fear of bunny rabbits <laughs> it was just like i don't know what she's here for she's just this goofy bitch girlfriend so it's just like i could not understand because like i don't remember her pushing any storylines forward i will say as soon as xander left her at the altar i was like Truly, why? Like, tr- like, wh- why did he leave her at the altar again? Because I could never. Because an old, a demon pretending to be him from the future told him that they would have an unhappy marriage. It was like some serious dumb nonsense. Oh yeah, because that demon was trying to get revenge on Anya for something. Yeah, but like, it was just like an old ass man demon went to Xander and was like, "I'm you from the future," <laughs> and like, don't. And he's like, "Okay, I won't." Well, also after they determined that it wasn't him from the future and it was a demon trying to, you know, uh, just mess their shit up, she was like, "Great, we can get married now." And he's like, "But he was still like, oh, I guess I was, I was shaken, you know, like the demon had a point." That just seemed to come from nowhere for me. Like, I feel like they were very in love up to that moment. And then it's like, whoop. It truly did. Because I think they figured out they couldn't do anything with her. Well, she also sacrifices herself in the finale. I think she's one of the only people to die. One of the only, like, oh, yeah. core people to die. I think the only core person to die. I, I think so. I couldn't understand because it's like, it was because someone else didn't like her. I mean, Willow didn't like her at first, but I feel like she was just there to be comedic relief and, like, a B-plot. And, like, her and Spike kind of had a thing always. Like, they could always talk to each other because they're demons. Also, oh, that was another thing. She had a lot of knowledge about, like, who all these... Like, she helps them get to the bottom of a lot of shit very quickly. Oh, yeah, because you were, like... Because they would be on the wrong track for something. And she's like, oh, that's such and such. I used to hang out with him over at this bar. And, like, the stuff... Like, he's like, 
it was a yeah. lot of her going, no, that's not who that, this is who this is. Yeah, because they're not and in the library is, anymore because the library blew up. Right, <laughs> so it's like, so she just there. becomes, she's their Google, basically. Like, she's their search, she's their demon search engine. <laughs> you know, I remember uh, watching, like, the director's commentary of the first season or maybe the second season. And oh, you really fucked fuck with this show. I okay. really did. And <laughs> so they, I remember them talking about how in the beginning, like, you know, Willow had these computer skills, and but and they were basically like the computer is basically like magic, and like literally, like magic then became the thing. They're like, okay, we can do this thing with the computer, and then later seasons, they'd be like, we'll do this thing with magic. And so, similarly, like they're like, okay, we need information from the library, and then we don't have the library, we'll get information from this magical being. So, it's just like <laughs> you know, information storage places like computers and libraries, yeah. and magical beings and spells, and like stores of that kind of information they're just all kind of interchangeable when like the larger scope is like you know what's the story happening with the people you know fair all right we should probably wrap up what are do you guys have any final parting thoughts on spike like specifically mike you're smiling i i mean i'm just i I loved when he came back. Like my favorite, maybe my favorite season of Angel was when he returned to. Uh, he he showed up in Angel, like in the fifth season. Well, he's incorporeal, right? He like can't uh, yeah, he touch is, anything. He's ghost-like at first. Uh, okay, I have not seen the fifth season then because I did not know that Spike becomes a ghost. Well, Spike's also, whole thing is he sacrifices himself at the end of Buffy, but then nope, <laughs> like he just comes back and it's like okay, nobody dies. But how does a vampire? Be- that means that. So this wouldn't be a ghost of William the Bloody. This would be the ghost of a vampire? That's right. So Yeah, because he had the amulet, I want to say. Yeah, yeah. So while he's being, like, you know, dis, like disincorporated. Uh, and sucked uh, as, into a hell dimension. Right. He is, like, the, you know, the, the amulet that's around his neck is doing all the stuff. And he, you know, it's blowing up the hell mouth. And he, we see him, like, scream and disappear at the end of Buffy. And then in the fifth season of Angel, at one point early on, I think, maybe somewhere towards the middle, uh, but he shows up. Probably a couple Angel gets a yeah. package. He comes in a package. Angel gets a package with the amulet and it falls out and then Spike materializes. So Spike mailed himself to Angel? In the world of Angel, Wolfram and Hart, the law firm was like, yes. you know, the manifestation of evil. So like yeah. if a law firm represents evil, then certainly the postal service is somewhere in there as well. <laughs> For me, that seems like Wolfram and Hart, Wolfram and Hart said it to him. But it's, why would they want Spike to be with Angel? Because Spike's, like, Wolfram and Hart wanted badness. Like, they're bad. It could have been if they wanted more Angel and Spike, you know, bumping up. Fan bumping head, You know, like, you know, <laughs> hijinks. Yeah. Yeah. They wanted more, like, opportunities for me to think about them having sex, even when Spike's a ghost. It just seems like they just can't let somebody stay dead, is what it yeah. seems like. Except for Tara. Except for t- Tara gone, gone. Barrier gaze. I feel I a lot of times I felt bad for Spike because I feel like that he genuinely just wanted to it's still the same William the Bloody Poet where it's just like I want to be loved and accepted by people. Yeah. And I think sometimes, you know, because when Angel was Angelus, he was just like he was so mean. Yeah. And they never explain why he's so mean as Angelus. You're right. They don't explain that. They we don't really know about any trauma or like, yeah, Spike's just like kind of a vampire who's like good at fighting. 
I do have two last quick spike things to say. One mm. is, uh, you reminded me, Emily, when when you said that he and uh, Anthony Stewart Head's character, they're both British. Do you remember mm-hmm. the episode where there was a- everyone in had amnesia and they were trying to figure out who they all were? And Buffy was like, I guess I'm Joan the Vampire Slayer because uh, they figured out that she was strong, but she had like a coat that they had all switched clothing and things. <laughs> and it was weird stuff going, but they were like, how do we all know each other? Like, what happened here? None of us remember anything. And then Angel, I'm sorry, no, Spike and uh, and Giles were both like, we have the same accent. So like, maybe you're my son. And they're like, oh, and then they started getting along with each other. And then eventually they all knew it. But I was like, I like that when all their history, when all their memory was gone, just mm-hmm. at the core, they were both like, oh, maybe we just like each other because we're we're just like fun people. We're like, here we are. We're all together, you know? So that's- Wait, that also was- just really quickly in the dream episode with the first Slayer, we also see Spike and Gi- Spike, or Spike is like training to be a watcher in the dream sequence. Oh, and he's on the oh, swing yeah. set with Giles and he's like, yeah. I'm going to be a watcher. <laughs> It's oh like really yeah. adorable. And and the other the final thing is about like Angel getting his own show. Spike certainly uh I would have been happy to see a Spike show. He was going to have a movie and then they didn't make it. Mm, I didn't know he was going to have a movie. In in the comics there are Spike comics. So he his Ooh. character does get to headline at least one aspect of the story once in a while. <laughs> All right, good for him. All right, I'll check those out. So obviously the main thing that we're plugging today is the Buffy comics. I think we can go out and say that's like the primary <laughs> I think Mike Kaplan now has at least a 20% stake. I don't, <laughs> this is all out of love. Yeah. Well, what else do you want to plug, Mike? I do have uh, this year, 2020, a new album out uh, a couple months ago. <laughs> Thank you. It's called AKA and uh, it's hilarious, y'all. It's you can get it on iTunes or Apple Music, you know, all the places that albums are. You're on the internet right now. You, you're listening to this. I bet you can search for my name, Mike Kaplan. It's M Y Q K A P L A N. That's all of my social medias at Mike Kaplan. And the album's called AKA. And my podcast is called Broccoli and Ice Cream. And, uh, and I have a new one starting called The Faucet. But if you just search for my name, Mike Kaplan, you'll be able to find all the things that I do, uh, including that album, those podcasts. But really, it's all going to redirect you to buy the Buffy comics. Yes, um, that's all of it will, will do that. They'll say, what are you up to these days? What do you want to plug? Hello, friends. I am, first of all, thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for coming. It's always interesting when I start talking about stuff like this, because people are like, you watch Buffy, and I'm just like, yeah, uh, black people aren't a monolith. Um, <laughs> I also freaked out one of my really nerdy friends because I was talking to him about um, Star Trek, but like it was like a deep cut kind of like question. a deep moment because <laughs> I was like, okay, if Data's creator is Noonien Soon, and then Khan's name's Noonien Khan, and he was just like, and he was looking at me he's like, what's happening? <laughs> and I was like, oh, you have a huge Star Trek, a, a huge, huge Star Trek person. And I'm gonna put now in the universe that my dream is to be a star is to be a Klingon in Star Trek movie, but okay. not these new not these new fucking Klingons from the sky. Fuck no! I am <laughs> talking about Next Generation, Deep Space Nine. Want to wake up in like a different time period and be in a TV show? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> So wait, just to be clear, I really like the idea that on all your podcasts, you're just plugging that one day you want to be cast as a Klingon. <laughs> like you're just like one day. <laughs> yeah, it's the, dream. Like, it's the dream. You got to put like, out that energy into the universe. Because for so long, I wouldn't say it out loud. And I was like, no, fuck this. I have to say this out loud. 
I want to get married. I want to have babies. I want to be a Cleon in Star Trek. I respect your trip. Yeah, the dreams, that's the dreams, the dreams, the dreams. This is what your girl wants for her life. <laughs> so I just started, I started a podcast back in February with, like we started recording on a regular basis in February with Starburns called That Black Ass Show. And I am interviewing Black creatives about their favorite Black movies and TV shows and plays and stuff. Amazing. Um, so mostly Black TV shows and um, movies. Like Buffy, obviously, starring Bianca Lawson. <laughs> starring Bianca Lawson, <laughs> who is almost 40 years old and still playing a teenager. And once again, this is why people hate us. Because uh, <laughs> I went to high school with a girl who looked 30 when we were 17. I hope her ears caught up to her face. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. That's not my ministry. That's not my business. But like, uh, I've talked to um, Hannibal Burris about the UPN show Homeboys in Outer Space. Awesome. I, which is very short-lived, but ridiculous show. Uh, I talked to Thea Vidal about her TV show. I talked to uh, Ashley Nicole Black about Black Lady Sketch Show and Scandal. I just talked to W. Kamau Bell about Malcolm X. Oh, wow. Um, so it's been really great to talk to Black creators about the shows that influenced them. Like Derek Gaines was the first interview we put out. And he said the show Martin was the reason he wanted to become a comic. That's amazing. And to become a performer. So it's been great to see the influence. And then one of my favorite segments on the show that we have is called That Black Ass Confession. And so basically you as a Black person have to confess a Black TV show, a movie you haven't seen, or a Black thing you can't do. Mm. Like I've okay. never seen a Baby Boy or Baby's Kids. Okay. And refused to do so. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I feel like that could be remedied pretty quickly, but then you wouldn't have a thing anymore. <laughs> Not only that, it's I refuse. Everyone's time on earth is finite. That's you never fair. know when your last day will be. And I don't need to spend any of the moments of my life watching Tyrese act. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, and then um, other black ass confessions, like I'm not really great at spades because I know that I understand the concept. It's like rocket science. I understand what you're doing, but I don't understand how to do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, it comes out every Wednesday. It's on Starburns and iTunes and Spotify's, And, you know, we've gotten on some lists pretty early. So, like, you know, this is funny kind of list. Yeah. Congrats. Thank you, Fran. (laughs) It's exciting. You can't be guests. So, but listen. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. (laughs) I didn't even know that... uh, that no, one, I demand. That I demand five. <laughs> that sounds like something a white lady would do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I truly demand. Yeah, great. Well, guys, you can follow us at MTU Podcast. You can follow me at Emily Duca. Thank you to Mike and Dulce. Check out the amazing work these two are doing. Thank and you. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.